This episode of A Hero's Journey podcast is brought to you by JPS Computers. Jesse and Alex out of Oregon, thank you so much. And then S&P Inc. S&P Inc. has been good to Chase and I, and they can help rebuild your confidence. I'm telling you right now, it's, um, it's something that I didn't know I needed or wanted until I did. So go check out S&P Inc. Um, my name is Brian Hopkins. This is A Hero's Journey podcast, and I have producer Chase with me. And it's, it's the most random thing. Um, just off the air, I was explaining what this show is about to our guest. And that is, we're here to inspire you guys. We're here to, hopefully, each and every one of my guests, we connect with you somehow. You see something in yourself that this person is somewhat like you. Or there's something that they do. Or, or their struggles, their victories, whatever it is connects with you somehow. And I was on the phone with our next guest uh, just last week, and I'm having a conversation with him about, we were talking about some business stuff, and I was introduced to him from the guys, Nick, you guys know Nick Martin and JP from DadCast, and those guys introduced me to our next guest, and I'm on the phone with him, and I realized, whoa, 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 let's stop this conversation. You said you're coming into town next week, why don't you come be on the show? Let's let's continue this conversation in front of the cameras and for you at home because I was inspired just by listening to his story. Uh, our next guest is from Klamath Falls, Oregon, which is a it, like is a it's a thorn in my side a little bit because being an ex baseball player, I lost the state championship to Klamath Falls when I was a kid, and uh, that was kind of a bummer. But I'll let it slide. Matt Phillips, everybody. Um, dude, thanks for being here. Thanks for being a part of this. Yeah, I appreciate you having me down. Oh, of course, of course. Um, so, you know, you and I were on the phone and we were talking and I got inspired by our conversation um, because I'm going to, I'll set it up. You own a, a company called um, ArenaWars.Live, right? Yeah, it's Arena Wars Fighting Series. Okay. Yeah, and ArenaWars.Live is... Most of our social media taglines, website. Okay. Okay. And yeah. so you own this and what it is, what is this? Explain this to everybody. So that way they have an understanding of who you are. And we're going to get into your story, which inspired me, you know, uh, what is this? What is Arena Wars? So short answer is we're basically an entertainment business, but it centers around the combat sports. Okay. So I'm the, about the only guy that I know of that puts on all the combat sports. So boxing, kickboxing, MMA, bare knuckle. And then we throw in some concerts, a little bit of music, even the pro entertainment wrestling. Oh, no way. Yeah. Do it, do it all. Whatever's entertaining, but it's centered around the combat sports. Okay. Okay. And so I saw you have an event coming up in, where is it? Grants Pass? Where was that? That's yeah, coming our, up. Our next one's coming up in Medford, July. Oh, Medford. 8th. There yeah. we go. I get them confused. Yeah. They're like 30 minutes apart. Yeah, they're so. close. They're basically a blended city. Now. Exactly. Exactly. They're 30 minutes apart. Yeah. Uh, so what is that? What what kind of event is that that you're putting on? So that one, we're going to have pro boxing, kickboxing, MMA, submission, grappling, and uh, and lucha day submission. Okay. So they're all in one night. Okay. So it's all in one night. Now yeah. I'm trying to picture this. Um, because, you know, growing up in Salem, Oregon, we had the the fairgrounds. They had the the armory, right. I think, that was there. And yeah, they I, would put on different things there. Yep. Boxing and whatever, way back when, when I was younger. Right. Um, 
So how does this work? I mean, do do you have a cage that everybody has to fight in? Do you put it? Do you bring in a boxing ring? You bring in because you have all these different events going on in one night. Yeah, pretty much what we do. So if, if boxing's not in the equation, then okay. we'll bring out our nice circle cage. Okay. And then we just make our fight lineup for the night, and everybody will operate fighting or competing out of the circle cage. Okay. Right? So yeah. it, it'll be a staggered night. So if you're sitting there, the first match of the night might be a submission grappling. Next match of the night might be an MMA fight. Next oh. match of the night might be a kickboxing fight. And then it just kind of tears up all night long. So you can do kickboxing inside a circle cage. Yeah, and it and it's great because you get a little different dynamic not having a boxing ring with okay. the ropes and the corners to play off of. Okay. When you make guys stand up and bang it out in a cage. And you say that from experience because you used to be a fighter, is yeah. that correct? Yeah, yeah, I've competed quite a bit too. How long did you compete? Uh, I started kind of back in the first generation of the fight, so the early, you know, mid 90s and up into the early 2000s really okay okay um so i mean because like off camera we were talking about some of the people that i know i know you know randy came randy couture is one of my good friends and he came up when in the beginning like there was barely a weight class and those kinds of things at that time right then it you know the longer he went in the, the more it was broke up and whatnot for ufc and which became you know the ufc and the thing is, I'm not a big, I should have had, you know, Bobby on the show today because Bobby is full of, Bobby, he's got fight junkies here and right. he knows everything about, he knows all the the guys who started it, he knows the history and all this stuff and he's a military guy as well. Um, so you have, so on, on this particular night, we might as well plug this because it's coming up in Medford. Right. What day is this? So July 8th. July 8th, you have this going on July 8th in Medford. Yep. And so that card is broken up into what? What kind of fighting can they So we're expect? actually bringing out the boxing ring on this one. So with my company, I own a couple boxing rings and a couple cages. Okay. That way we got a variety. Uh, one of the things with boxing, when you throw boxing into the mix, uh, just based off of the rules, it has to happen in a boxing ring. I was going to say, that's. Yeah. there's certain things I know that... Yeah, that, it has to happen. It just... Uh, the governing bodies and the rule sets so right. that it's got to happen. So the MMA guys and the kickboxers, they'll, they'll fight in a boxing ring. Okay. Uh, we only have to do a couple little adjustments. Um, so we'll have the boxing ring out that night. We got a seven round title fight on the boxing. Okay. With some pretty good regional guys. And then we have four other title fights below that. And this is all amateur, right? Is it? No, no, no it's pro. Really? Yeah. So with us, we do a lot of pro-am stuff. So one of the, foundations for the business that I kind of laid out is to do pro-am. That okay. way we could give good amateurs a place to get some experience, hopefully develop into good pros, get them some experience to where maybe once they're big enough, they can get up to the national scene on a UFC, Bellator, top rank or something like yeah, that. Yeah. So we want to build a good feeder platform for PFL them. being yeah, what PFLs, Yeah, PFL is a great one. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, wow. I... I, that part, you know, kind of, kind of threw me, you know, I was, I was reading, um, your empower entertainment. I mean, g get into that a little bit. Cause just your, what I'm seeing is like your whole series is to give these people a chance, give young fighters and people a platform and treating them right. You know, that I remember you telling me that on the phone, like, 
you do treat the fighters and, and the people who come because it's entertainment. You're in the entertainment business. Yeah. You know, everything that you just said is just one night of entertainment of all kinds of stuff. Yeah. So, you know, where'd that come from? Well, people people want to be entertained, you know, right. whether it be going to music, concert, fights, and and there's a lot of competition out there. So you either got to be really big and do one thing right, like right. the UFC or PFL or something like that, or you have to be a little more diverse and separate yourself from the herd. Right. That way people say, gosh, you know, this is coming up tonight, and it's you're not pigeonholing yourself. You know, if we just put on boxing only, that's what we'd be known for is, is boxing only. So we'd get the boxing fans right. and just right. the boxers. You know, you can, last year we had um, on on this same July weekend, you know, we brought the circle cage out, had MMA, kickboxing, boxing, and then had uh, Sugar Boom Boom and his hip hop crew came out, performed at kind of a halftime show, and then filmed a music video in the cage oh, wow. at the end. So from a spectator standpoint, you can't get much better entertainment than that. You right. Because I, I, I really appreciate everybody's money. I appreciate what they, uh, it takes for them to earn it and right. for them to give it. So one of the things I wanted to be happy with is the experience they got when they came here and then when they leave. Great answer. That was awesome. Yeah. That's, a, that's a great answer. And what I was getting at is to, you know, like you, you were a fighter. So in fact, uh, we talked on the phone, uh, Reed Harris is one of my friends, um, right. you know, and he's the vice president of UFC, a great guy. And you were like, I fought in his thing. Yeah. Was that, did you fight in his league at one point? Or yeah, was so Reed, yeah, Reed had, you know, he was one of the pioneers back yeah. when I was going. And, and back then there was, you know, I have a really good understanding of what these where the fighters are now versus what it used to be. Because back in the day, there was guys like Reed that were working real hard just to get an event up mm -hmm. that the states would allow to right. give the handful of guys that wanted to fight the ability to do that. And, and it was really a taboo, touch-and-go you know, industry at that time. Okay. And, and guys like Reed are the ones that kind of paved the way and you know, several other guys, of course, you know, that, that got it to where we're at today. And... You know, with these fighters, they have it a, a lot easier today in a lot of respects because it's a legitimate sport now. Right. You know, the sport of mixed martial arts has been around for 20 years. Back when Randy Couture started and, you know, I got involved and stuff like that, it was kind of that first, second generation guy where you had a guy like Randy that was phenomenal wrestler. And right, right. Know, badass and, right and, and he's from our hood yeah, like, and and he's he, from oregon he, oregon, so he put right. oregon on the map for exactly. mma and then he, exactly. he comes out and but you know he took what he had for wrestling and then he added more tools into it right you know became a you know good dirty boxer and great yep. great athlete you know for strength and conditioning and all that and yep. you know there's uh, several guys like that too on the athlete side that paved the way and and so you know now moving forward of course you know it's pretty accepted everywhere and Right. There's, there's fighters all over the place. and How do you find your fighters? Where do they come from? So we, we actually, we strategically kind of work. So I have a matchmaker that works for me. Okay. I brought him on full-time a couple years ago. And he understood the, the program that I, and the vision that I had, that I wanted to lay down. And so, of course, we have local pools of fighters. You know, Klamath Falls got a fight team, and Medford's got a couple fight teams, and Salem. And, 
you know, you could pretty much go Salem, to Salem, my hometown. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. yeah. They, they got a great fight team. Impact, really? Impact Jiu Jitsu up there is great. Okay. And so, um, of course, every town in America has fighters and gyms nowadays. It's not, not so much hard finding fighters and people to compete. It's finding the ones that are, that are really dedicated and put the effort in, the good coaches, you know, because you can be really good athlete without a good coach. Right. You know, or, you know, vice versa. And, and so you got to find a combo. But, um, you know, when we're working, we, you know, we have state champions that we've developed, regional champions. We have a couple national champions. So when we're matchmaking fights, mm-hmm. there's kind of a method behind okay. what we're doing. We're not just grabbing a guy from Klamath Falls to got, fight a guy from Medford oh, okay. all the time. I mean, ideally that might be good because we could maybe save a little money having two local guys fight. Right. Right. But And, and they have... Hometown crowd, hometown crowd. They're only thirty minutes apart. Right. Bam! There you it's go. It's right there. You got bodies in the room. Yeah, but you know, coming to support. Yeah, right. but sometimes you know, like we have uh, a lot of Portland guys fighting a lot of local guys. We have people coming from Reno for this next Klamath Falls event or, or Medford event. Okay, and, and we have a lot of them that come up for Klamath Falls. But that's kind of strategic too because we're getting ready to move into the northern Nevada area. So it's important that we got to develop relationships with those gyms. And there you go, which is what led you to Las Vegas today. Today is a big day off camera. We were talking about this and to you and the people who might know you this, it's, you know, somebody, you're a hustler, you're out there doing this. And the one thing you said to me on the phone, which resonated with me, it kind of, it was like, wow, you said, I don't have any partners. I do this on my own. I have people who work with me, you know, work for you. Um, you come up with these ideas and you put them into play and you're here because of why, why are you here in Las Vegas? Yeah. Well, today we're officially licensed in the state of Nevada. Congratulations, man. Which was a long time coming. That took about an 18 month long process. That's amazing. Congrats. Yeah. And, and we started that the idea of it about five years ago. So it wasn't something that I thought, oh, hey, you know, we got a free Tuesday. Right. Let's fly down to Vegas and get this license. Exactly. You know, and that's, it's a big deal. And this is the entertainment capital of the world. Yeah. Um, this is an entertainment town. So there's a lot going on. And we started talking because I'm trying to see what I can do to help you find a home so, somewhere here, or somewhere in Reno. We'll you know, this is us meeting for the first time, but yeah. we're, we're having coffee, you know, on camera. Yeah. And, um, which is fun for Chase and I, huh? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's a fun way to get to know people. What do you say? I love it. Oh, now I, you, I love it. Yeah. 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 It, uh, it, it really brings joy to my heart to be able to like, uh, listen to all these people's stories and that kind of thing. Oh yeah. You know, and, and the, the cool thing is backing it up again. And when we were talking, you're ex-military, is that correct? Yeah, Marine Corps veteran. Oh, dude, I wear my dad's dog tag. Dad, my dad's a Marine. Yeah. You know, I asked for that probably 13, 14 years ago for Christmas. And uh, I was like, hey, can I have one of your dog tags? And he said, it took him a minute to give it up. And it's just sitting there, two of them are sitting in a box. But I know what it meant for him to be a Marine. So thank you so much for your service. Appreciate you. Thank you. Um, my daughter used to, um, I've said this uh, probably several times on the show, but my daughter used to think that I knew everyone in a uniform hmm. because I would walk up to them and thank them for their service until the one day we're at the airport 
and there must have been 50 grabbing their bags. And I'm going down the line, shaking everybody's hand, saying thank you. And she's like, you don't know them. I'm like, no, no, I don't. And she's like, I always thought you just knew, you know, you just knew, you know, so many people being in the entertainment business. And, and that's, I'm like, no, it's, you do, they do what they did or do. So I could do what I do. And, um, and I, it's, it's one of those things. And your grandpa, my dad, you know, is a Marine. So thank you so much. How long did you serve? Uh, four years. Four years? Yeah. And then you went from four years. Did you, did you have to go overseas or do anything like that? No, I didn't. I no? didn't really do anything special. There's a lot of people that did more special stuff than I did. Let's see. Here's the crazy thing. I, I wrote a song about, there's a song called Colors That We Fly. It's got Joey, Joe, Johnny, Joey Jones, or Joey, Johnny Jones, <laughs> Joey Jones. I love the guy. He's on Fox now. But back when I wrote the song about him, he was a, a double amputee, double amputee hmm. walking onto the bus with Joe Nichols and I and Randy Couture. And he's walking up strapped in boots and on his prosthetic legs. And he's telling his story. And we're thanking him for his service. We're blown away by what he had to go through. And he's like, I, I didn't do much. It's my brothers who gave all. It's there was just, you know, always pushing it the other way when I said, you're a hero, and he goes, no, they're the heroes. The, they're the heroes under cobblestone, you know what I'm saying? It's granite and rock, and uh, it just kind of, it moved me. So like a year later, Ben and I sat down and wrote the song called Colors That We Fly, which you, I'll show you after this, but you can go check it out. It's on YouTube. Our song just, that that song is actually on the story so far album that we just dropped in January. Oh, but, nice. um, but now, you know, Joey is on Fox. He's Fox and friends in the morning. He's, he's doing big things. He, um, went on that day, Randy looked at him and said, you should be a speaker. You need to share your story. And he flew him out for one of his rides. He did that. And then Randy even had him on dances with the stars with him hmm. in a routine. Um, and Joey just, went on to do big things and inspire others and share his you know, thoughts on everything. So this is a big deal. So what do you want to do here in Las Vegas? I think our plan at first is to attack Northern Nevada and, uh, and keep our expansion going. So I've, I've been out to Arkansas and Indiana and we've, we've creeped out pretty far okay. on events, you know, but our, our home base is basically in Northern California or all of Oregon. Okay. Um, you know, we've creeped into Washington a little bit. And, Mexico, you said. Yeah, like, I've had four shows in Mexico. Was that fun? That was pretty fun. That was that was different. You know, I got invited down there. I just didn't roll on down there and say, hey. Okay, hey, I, I want to do this, yeah, right? Yeah, I'm doing this. So the guys had, uh, the head athletic commissioner from the Port of Vallarta area mm -hmm. had seen several of our events over a couple-year period. Okay. And then he approached me one night after an event and and we had drank some tequila <laughs> and had a good time. And he's like, hey, why don't you come on down here? I'm going to pave the way for you. Okay. And so we went down there and, and had some pretty cool shows. That's uh, awesome. They rolled out the carpet. I had the you know, banners up all over the city. I mean, How cool. Yeah, it was about as cool as you could get. It was a big deal down there. And so did they provide everything? Because uh, yeah. 
you know, like the rings and the things that you needed. Yeah. Was it there that yeah, they 100, provided? Yeah, hundred percent of it. Oh, amazing. We, we basically just showed up and they pretty much had people doing whatever we needed to do when we needed it, had the buildings permit, you name it. It was a done deal. And that's awesome. Yeah. So it was, it was pretty, pretty cool. And that was a, a good boost for us. That was in, started in 2018, 2019. And which was 2019 was another good year for us because we had uh, gotten a contract with NBC sports to okay. start televising events. Okay. And so we had earlier in the year, we had the fights in Mexico and that was a pretty big feather in the cap. And then we ended 2019 with uh, a nice telecast on NBC sports, which paved the way for that. So that's incredible. So have you had many fights since COVID since coming out of this? Well, let's see. So 2020, we obviously didn't do anything, no. right? 2021 stuff started to open back up in Oregon. It was kind of, it was, mess, yeah, and, man. Like I tried to do shows in Oregon and yeah. they were being canceled and pushed back and it just, yeah. So it, I, well, I was the one that broke the state open in, in Oregon. Really? Yeah. So because we're licensed, uh, not only by Oregon, but by other athletic commissions, You're right. um, you know, they had a rule in, in Oregon that when you did events, you had to be licensed in the state, which we were, we okay. had an active license, but in order to actually have a, a, an event that was approved, you had to have a sanctioning body that was recognized by the state. And so since I was one of the only people that were sanctioned by other companies outside of Oregon, cause we had, you know, operate in California and right. we had operated with several other sanctioning bodies. I had asked one of them to come up and oversee the event and the okay. we did that at it opened up the floodgates because Oregon couldn't, couldn't tell us no. Right. So we had the first event coming out of COVID in Oregon at the end of 2021. And then we've been on a terror ever since. Wow. Yeah. I played, um, Grants Pass mm -hmm. fairgrounds when the fires were going on, right. you guys had the fires and I headlined on a Saturday night at the fair mm -hmm. and, um, what should have been a really big show, you know, was, still like people were just really iffy on coming out you know we had a good decent number right but not like what we had expected when we were out there before and it's just kind of you know messed everything up it was it's been it's been tough coming out of this and places that you know are now just trying to get in the groove or the places that are non-existent right. they're just not there anymore you know, the venues that we used to play and stuff are just not not putting on events. So that's awesome that you're doing this. And congratulations on, on all that. I know that Mexico is kind of tough, too, yeah. um, because, like, you know, going out there and playing, you can get taxed on your gear just leaving the airport. Yeah. They're, you know, wanting three, four grand just to – it's yours. They just – want that yeah mexico's got its own rules so exactly it's basically an invite only right if you're an inv if you're invited they'll pave the way for you if you're not right you know or or if they decide to change the rules exactly you know, it, yeah then it don't matter it's uh that's it's it's kind of it's kind of iffy <laughs> little yeah yeah little, a lot of people you know it uh, i had buddies in in their it, bus go through there and do some shows on their bus and they were like we ran out of money we were just being pulled over and having to pay money just to go, you know, and it's just random amounts. And they're all like grabbing for money. They're like, we ran out of money. We couldn't even yeah. pay anyone anymore. 
Yeah, that that never happened to us. That's amazing. That's why I said but, they rolled out the carpet for you. Though. Well, That's I, but I can tell you at about the fourth time, though, once the TV deal became into play, yeah, that that became a factor. Really? Yeah. So they were kind of like, "Hey, do you want to come down here? We need you to bring your TV time with us and or with you, and so because we want to utilize it." And so there was a little bit of a squeeze coming on, right? Right. You know, and it was one of those things where it kind of lived its purpose, right? You know, because right. you you could see it. Other than that, it was we, great. We, we went down there. They put us up in the hotel, right on the beach. Took us out to the places that nobody usually gets to go to. And, How cool! Yeah, I mean, just drove it. It was it was nice. Yeah. So, what do you see this going? What's the goal? Because like right now, you what'd you say? You were in how many different cities, states now that you so have by, licenses? So, by the numbers, we've been in about twelve states, okay. probably about three times as many cities, you know, of course have, have had Mexico a couple times a year. We do the NBC sports, you know, I try to pick and choose cause not every show is the same level. You right. Know, I mean, it's, you know, big bucks to put on that kind of stuff. And so you got to pick and choose the right events that you're going to dedicate the big time for the TV versus just, you know, standard filming or, or no filming at all, maybe. Okay. So I, I our goal has always been to, get into a nice B level spot in the industry. Okay. So, you know, below the guys that are, you know, PFL, UFC, all the big boys mm -hmm. and be a really relevant player in the feeder process from getting these athletes that are up and comers, some nice time on the stage, you know, under a slightly bigger show than their local little, you know, of course, smoker show or whatever. That way they can maybe get smoker seen. show. Is that a, yeah. Have you is ever that's a term like, nah, um, so, so smoker shows are, so Washington state's known for smoker shows. So oh. if, if, if we owned a gym in Washington state, okay. We could just put on Friday night fights Ah, and, and pull guys. I mean, I could put you against chase. Oh, yeah, I got just, him. I'll take him. Whatever. You know, <laughs> you know we, we could go ahead and knock on the guys next door and say, Hey, you guys want to come over and fight? Oh, wow. <laughs> right? okay. So it's kind of, I'm not a fan of the smokers. It's really unregulated and it's, just, I see. it's kind of, it, it's about as low level as you can get. I and see. The, and then, you know, you got other guys that do good shows, but they're one city shows. Okay. Right. And then you, you don't have that many guys that are like us that'll travel to multiple States, multiple cities. Nobody's doing the mix shows with the boxing, kickboxing, you know, cause there's just a lot of extra work and logistics and stuff like that in there. And, and then you don't get a lot of guys that are doing pro and amateur, even in the state of Nevada, they're pretty much either all pro or all amateur. Right. I do so, know that like Brian Lindsay, who's my good buddy, they just moved into tough enough has now the amateur mm -hmm. and then the end of the night, they end their nights with like two or three pro fights. Right. And, um, and which is, you know, really cool. And then you have, like, that's where I met Reed. Reed Harris right. was sitting right behind me and we became good friends just chatting and I had no idea who he was. He was just a good guy. Yeah. And, um, but, you know, they put on a pretty good, not not a pretty good, it's like, oh. it's like a miniature. No, Tough Enough's UFC. been around for a yeah. long time. They're great. Yeah, it was at Jeff and Jeff's brother who passed away, Meyer, Jeff Meyer and his brother, I, I feel bad, I can't remember his brother's name. Uh, they started it, and then Brian came on. Brian Lindsay came on as a partner, and he's my friend, and that's how I was aware of it. Because I'd been to some tough enough fights with Randy back right. in the day. You know, we went and watched some of those fights that they had over at UNLV and you know, places like that. 
Um, that's crazy because you know we got to we got to brainstorm as to finding you a home here, a place that that. Uh, so if you're listening out there, we're looking for a home for Arena Wars right here in in Nevada, in Reno. We're looking for a place right here in Las Vegas as well that you can put on what, like three or four fights a year or yeah. what's the goal? Yeah, probably three or four fights a year, you okay. know, maybe, maybe six or more depending. Cause I do have the ability to split up what we do. I see. You know, it's not like we're coming in with an MMA fight, MMA fight, MMA fight. Mm -hmm. You know, we got that hybrid model to where if they want, somebody wants just boxing, you know, we could do just boxing, just MMA, or mix them. Right. And, and there's a lot of that. There's a lot of fighters yeah, out of Las Vegas. Of, yeah, there's a ton. We fly fighters from Vegas up to fight all the time. Okay. And we've been developing good relationships with the with the groups down here. And Extreme Couture is one of them. We yeah. fly fighters up from there all the time to really? fight for us. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so because, you know, Randy's got his gym right around the corner from here, and he's been in this place... Uh, which is cool, you know, like yeah. it's, it's, it's a lot of fun. Um, so, you know, I, are you a family man? Like, yeah, I got two kids. Really? Yeah. So you do all this with. Yeah. And with, my, my kids are older now. Okay. Right. So I'm actually a, a double grandpa. Oh, good for you. Congratulations. Yeah, so my daughter just had, uh, her first baby a couple of weeks ago. And then my, congrats, my son's, uh, my grandson just had his boy. So my grandson is going to be turning a year. Ne uh, old next month. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah, so I'm, I'm official grandpa. <laughs> there you go. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Very cool. So, and you live in, in Klamath Falls. Yeah, I actually live in a town called Bonanza. <laughs> really? Yeah. Like the old like TV the TV show? show? <laughs> oh, Haas and, you know, uh, I can't remember anybody else's name, but I remember Haas. Yeah. Yeah. It's about like that. That's crazy. <laughs> we probably have a Haas out there too. <laughs> but it's, it's about 30 miles east of Klamath Falls. Do you have horses or anything like that out there? Yeah. So I got five goats. Really? Yeah. Five goats. What, what do they produce anything for you? Uh, or just, you just so have goats? I got a soft heart for animals. So okay. they're, they're basically five rescues. Oh, so they're, they're pets. Yeah. They're pretty much pets. That's yeah, awesome. And then we got four dogs and um, got a cat and a couple sugar gliders that were rescues. And What's a sugar glider? Uh, I don't the know. The flying squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a flying squirrel <laughs> as a pet. Okay. Yeah, got, All right. Got two flying squirrels. Two and flying they, squirrels. And they fly. That's crazy. And they, they're, they're actual pets. They don't just hang out in your yard they're no no they're they're tropical animals so they got to be indoors and really and, and you feed them human food whoa yeah, yeah they're they're a trip yeah look how up sugar glider they could probably okay. glide from one end of your room to the other how cool is that yeah, <laughs> yeah. so what are their names uh, i haven't named them oh geez okay yeah all right well cool that's cool. Yeah, so but, uh, then I got a couple step kids, a gal I've been with, real great gal. We've been together for going on six years now. So that's what got me out to Bonanza. Okay. Her kids were a little younger, and once we started, okay, getting serious. Yeah, know, yeah. It was, uh, mine were older and moved out doing their thing. So I was like, ah, you know, I could, so, I could probably, I could probably dig hanging out here where it's nice and peaceful, and there's just alfalfa fields around us, and you get a little bit of separation from right. The from, city. From the city. I grew right. up in Salem, so, you know, it's it's the capital, right. but it's not real big. It's not, we were on the outer skirts of Salem there, but yeah, so. No, we put fights on in Salem okay. at the armory. 
at the armory. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. So I'd mentioned that. Uh, yeah. That's where I'd seen smoke shows. Literally, oh, like, oh, right. like I had buddies like just fighting for money. It was like a two thousand dollar prize purse, whatever, and it was like tournament style yeah. boxing, and uh, and you know there was no training involved. These guys were just going out there oh, and coming people out of the going, crowd saying, "Yeah, exactly, I got it. I'll, I'll do it. Yeah, <laughs> hold my beer. <laughs> <laughs> Look, if you pay me enough money, I'll fight anyone in this room right now. <laughs> yeah, he he wants a motorcycle really bad. Now. He just got his license, so he's like itching. You know, he I, fund, fund my motorcycle. Let me fight you. Exactly. <laughs> we got the we got the UFC Apex Center next door. Let's go over there. Let's see get, the exactly. <laughs> no kidding. Wow. I saw an episode where you guys were like uh, talking about fighting each other. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We, on Action Junkies. Yes. Uh, we're placing bets that uh, for the 24-hour podcast next year, me and Travis are going to fight. You know, potentially yeah. all of us will fight George simultaneously. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> And I think there might be a five to ten thousand prize. Yeah, I don't know. Whatever John was throwing out money, I'll take. I'll take whatever I can get. (laughs) And I'm not Uh, going down either. I'll have to be dead. And it's a smoke show. So (laughs) exactly what that is. That's exactly what that is. That's it. It don't count. It's just for the money. (laughs) It made me think of uh, Gladiator, the 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 movie Gladiator, where he's fighting at the strip clubs, you know, and they're putting on those those you know fights, and he's uh, fighting for. You know, five hundred bucks, and a thousand bucks, exactly. <laughs> you know, and he's going home telling his wife, "Oh, I was working security." Yeah. You know, that's why I got punched. Um, well, that's crazy. So, uh, for those of you listening out there, we've got Matt Phillips. He is the owner of Arena Wars. You can go to arenawars.live. Um, that's the easiest way to find him. And we were talking about this is a big deal for you. You're you're a marine. You do this on your own. You've started this, and it's how long have you had this company now? So actually, the first fight I ever put on was in 98. Oh, wow. And so, of course, I was competing. Okay. And had been involved with fights and, and traveled around and, and seeing guys like Monty Cox and JT Reed Harris putting on fights. And I thought, man, this, this might be something fun to get into. And, you know, the first fight I did was a flop. Really? Right? Because I did what everybody does that doesn't know any better and just kind of sat back and, and thought, man, how hard could this be? All right, people are just going to show. Yeah, they're just going to show up. You know, mm-hmm. it's going to be great. And guess what? It's freaking hard. Yeah. Right, it's hard. So, you know, I backed off of that. and, and uh, Did you win your fight on that fight? Oh, I didn't even fight on the own. Oh. Right, I just put it on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, I'm, I've always kind of been a business guy at heart. I'm really driven for business. And it's not so much that I'm passionate about one thing over the other, and I'm real passionate about business. Oh, wow. Right? So yeah. that's it. So if somebody came up to me or I came up with this idea that I thought was a, had really good potential, I'll, I'll get passionate about that. It's not necessarily that, you know, I'm passionate about being a construction guy, so that's why we're building houses. Right. You know, somebody right. says, hey, I got this project. I think we could do something. I'm passionate about maybe making the project work and, and being challenged. You right, know, of course. That's kind of the thing that's interesting about business is, yeah. is you got to, got to be on your A game because it just won't happen. And right. So long story longer, right? <laughs> uh, you know, fast forward uh, probably up to about 2013. Of course, UFC was all over the place. The states were starting to sanction the fights. And it was a really recognized sport now, right? There's right. gyms popping up everywhere. And, and uh, there was some good things that came with all that stuff. You know, once the UFC kind of paved the way for 
the states accepting that this was going to be a sport. Right. Um, you know, it did a lot of great things. I mean, you look at how, how big the industry is now. The bad things it did is it created a lot of guys who, who want to be fighters, right? They right. got on social media and says, oh, I fight UFC or whatever. And you had a lot of coaches that knew just enough to coach the average guy walking in on the street, mm-hmm. but weren't really good enough to go to like an extreme couture and even be on their amateur team. Right. Right. And so there was kind of a several years in there where you had, you know, a lot of group of funky fighters, funky coaches, funky promoters popping up thinking, oh man, I'm going to make so much money off of this. And right. So like 2012, 13, 14 in Northern California, Southern Oregon area that we had several promoters there that were just wrecking every place they went. Every town you've named since we've been sitting here, Medford, Grants Pass, yeah. Corvallis, Klamath Salem, Falls, Portland, Salem, Reading, right? They all had promoters that had went in there and had done such shitty shows that it just burnt the public out. Wow. And so I had been involved with di- different successful businesses up to that point. So I've had, you know, a wholesale grocery place. I've had a convenience store. I've had payphone companies before the cell phones were cool. Wow. Uh, my, my biggest business I've ever had was a furniture business that okay. I started from scratch. Wow. Uh, literally started it with 1500 bucks and built it up into just a monster monster business really and so i had and a, I, uh, uh, you bought a uh uh like a nail and and yeah, hair salon yeah. just recently yeah we got a hair my gal and i got a hair and nail salon back when COVID hit and yeah all the shutdowns were happening i had financially positioned ourselves pretty good so we weren't taking as huge a hit as a lot of people that had overextended yeah and of course she's in the hair and nail business oh, okay. right i'm not a hairdresser yeah. Uh, okay. You, know, you can see how. So she's yeah, she, she's the the brains and talent behind this. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. You know, and so we uh, we ended up picking up a hair and nail salon and have been working on developing that and. That's amazing. And getting it. So it's back to your thought. That, I just that's, it that's just made I mean. me think of it. Well, yeah, yeah and, and that just proves it. It's just more of a business thing. I'm, right. I'm not a hair and nail guy. I'm just right. a business guy. But, exactly. Um, at any rate, so probably like 2015, people had approached me and said, "Hey, you know, you've been around the fight business for a while and." I had trained up at Team Quest when Randy Couture had Team Quest up in Gresham with Matt wow. Lynn. yeah. And so I had been around a little bit and knew quite a few people and trained a lot. And people were saying, hey, why don't you start putting on events? And, and I, I didn't take it so lightly at that point, you know, because I don't, I don't have a trust fund. I'm not. Yeah. I don't have a big piggy bank sitting there. I don't have private money sitting there. Right. right. So every, every dollar for me counted. And so I sat there and I kind of formulated this game plan out of, of what it would take to make, to start this business and make it relevant okay. where we didn't get burnout, out. It just didn't lose its fanfare after three or four fights. And, right. And so I kind of laid this game plan out and then went and through the licensing process with the state. Once they gave me the approval. I Which costs money, I'm sure. It, no, it costs thousands of dollars you're right i mean it just wasn't a 35 dollar license and no i was gonna say you go. it was a background check license financial report surety bond interview um you know the, the and the oregon athletic commission here's a side note a lot of people don't realize it's operated by the oregon state police really yeah so it's not a group of guys that are sitting at a table that have formed an athletic commission that you're asking permission to it's the state of oregon and the oregon state police that's given you the same okay. same license that the, that issues the casino licenses. Okay. Same same group. They're gunned up cops. I mean, that's right. what you're dealing with. So, 
their threshold they have is high, which which I always appreciated. Yeah. yeah. Um, at any rate, so we went through that process, and then at, once they got the approval, we started looking for a town to host us, which was difficult because every town I went to and every venue I went to had a story of being burnt out, of being burnt, mm-hmm. right? And so finally, I got the city of Grants pass to allow me to do it which took several meetings with the sheriff, the city police, city attorney. I mean, it was a really a big deal out there. And we put one on in 2016, had probably 3,000 people that showed up Whoa. to this facility. It was wall to wall people. I think we had 16 fights that night. Wow. And, and absolutely no incidents. It was absolutely, couldn't have got any more perfect right out of the shoot and so then we just kind of went from, you know, from that city to the next city to the next one. And of course, you know, 2016 was a pretty good year. 2017, you know, we was kind of a little bit of a roller coaster because we were polishing black eyes out that were left from previous people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just kind of getting into the swing of things. And then from about the tail end of 17, all the way up to now, minus the closures in 2020, which... Mm-hmm. We couldn't, couldn't yeah, deal can't with, control. Yeah, yeah, we didn't control right. that. Um, we just been on a tear. That's amazing. Congratulations. And, and and I've laid it out. You know, we've had some. You know, it's it's not easy. I always a lot of people always approach me. Even the guys that work with me sometimes. You know, they're like, oh, hey, we're going back to Springfield. That event's always good. This will be a piece of cake. And I always tell them, forget that kind of thought. Yeah, it's you know what we did yesterday doesn't is, matter. Is, is what we did yesterday. Yeah, this is a new one. There's so many different spokes on this wheel that every day is like the, our first last try right, to get it right. Exactly. That's how we do it. Is yeah. a, this is our first attempt to get it right. Not, oh, we've done this 17 times. We're going to take it for granted. I don't, we don't do that. So. That's a great approach. It's a great approach to everything. Um, this, this podcast being a hero's journey podcast is, you know, you stepped into uh, this unknown area. You And you didn't, it doesn't sound like you had somebody who was, mentoring you through the process you were just kind of paying attention to the mistakes that others had made hearing the stories of people messing up and what they did wrong so that way you didn't make those same mistakes as because you didn't have the money to to make a mistake no it's not like we're sitting there and i got a guy backing me up or that's what i mean daddy or big piggy bank where it's like hey let's try this you're right and outside of business i've always lived my life by a simple rule, you know, mistakes happen. Right. Right. You can't, nobody's perfect. Anybody that says they never made a mistake or never had anything bad's full of it. Right. So it's making a mistake is not bad. It's the recovery. That's the most important. Right. And not making the same mistakes twice. Right. Wow. You'll Good be, for you. You'd be pretty foolish to make the same mistakes twice because you didn't learn the lesson. And unfortunately, a lot of times life will teach you the lesson first before you, you even get to take the test. Right. Right. So it's not like you get the precursor to everything. And so you got to, you got to learn as much as you can, as fast as you can. And, and for me personally uh, on life and business, I'm, I'm an information guy, you know, so even if I don't know anything, I always, you know, people say, Oh man, you're, you know, smart. Well, I'm smart, but I, you know, I'm not the smartest. I always tell everybody I'm not the smartest guy in the room. Mm-hmm. Right. You know what makes me the smartest guy in the room a lot of times though? is the fact that I'll walk in and, and I know a lot of stuff I've studied, I've done my homework and my ego is low enough that if, if there's something that I don't know, when I walk into a room, I'll figure out which guy knows it better than I do. And then I'll ask him, Hey, 
what do you think about this? Educate me so that way when they give me all their information, they've taught me something, then when I make my decision, I'm the smartest guy in the room. There you go. Right. And then it's time to get out and go find another room that you're not the smartest guy. And so that way you can learn again. Yeah. You know, that's, that's well done, man. Yeah. That's the, that's the way you got to do it. Otherwise, yeah. You know, and you got to be humble about it too, you you know, and, and, and when I make mistakes, you know, I'll, I'll own it. And even when they're not actually my fault, everybody says, Oh crap, world's downhill. You know, I always say, well, when you're sitting at the top, it does roll downhill, but when mistakes happen, it's got to come back up to the top because you're the one overseeing everything. Right. So if you want to take responsibility for it, that's half the battle of not learning and and, and getting t- stuff taken care of the right way. Right. Right. Well, congratulations, man. And that's that's great advice. Congratulations on getting the Nevada State license here. I know that that's a lot. Uh, congrats on the success that you've had so far. And hopefully I can help out in some way and um you know and thank you for being a part of this show and sharing your story um if you can believe it we've been on for gosh what 50 minutes almost Just about. 45 50 minutes so yeah. see that was easy huh yeah, piece of cake. sitting down this is your first podcast sitting down um matt we got matt phillips from arena wars dot live guys uh, he's been our guest today on a hero's journey podcast um Chase, is there anything you want to ask him before we go? Um, you know, I'm, I'm just uh, stoked to hopefully see one of these fights uh, someday. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's going to be really cool. Um, it's, it's cool to me that it's entertainment, that you're on the entertainment side of things. Uh, it's on a pro level. Um, the toughest thing for a lot of people coming up, like being an artist, being in a band, is finding a place to play, finding a place to do, you know, do what you love to do kind of thing. And you're not the, you're not Bruno Mars. You're not, you know, Keith Urban, you're not getting, you know, this stuff that they've earned, you know, they've paid their dues, but it's, you're giving these fighters and who are in the entertainment business as well. Yeah. They're, they're entertainers. Exactly. They're entertainers. they're, They're fighters, but they're basically, they're entertaining people. Exactly. And you're giving them a place to do it and it's not pfl it's not ufc it's not you know uh bellator whatever um you are giving them and it's on a pro level you know so they can make money they can continue to do this as long as they're winning you know um and loving what they do you know and staying healthy being able to do it yeah and we try to mentor them along the way and i try to import a lot of education that i've learned over the years that wasn't taught to me to kind of give them little bit of perspective, you know, and each of those guys have, have a little bit different idea maybe of where they want to go, but some of them are, are real successful. I mean, we've probably had 20, 20 people that have competed in our shows in the last couple of years that are in the UFC. That's awesome. PFL, Bellator right now. Right. Awesome. Um, That's awesome. You know, so, Congrats. you know, some of those guys really get it. Other ones are, are real happy being on the regional stage. And right. some guys just like to have the bucket list. Yeah. You know, so it's it's a good platform for everybody. That's incredible. That's that's really cool that you have a space for that, and that you work so hard. Like I said, your story is inspiring. You know what you did, how you go after it. I'm sitting here listening to you talk, and you're like, you know, started a furniture business with fifteen hundred bucks. You know, um, the things that you put the work in, learning these. It's that's that's a from A to Z. 
you know, the businesses that you've owned and the things that you do, even just your fight stuff is kickboxing, jujitsu, MMA, you know, boxing, it's across the board. You're doing all this stuff, music, it's entertaining. We're, you and I are talking about doing yeah. a show in like April, May kind of thing, helping put together something for Klamath Falls so you can put on a, a big show for the city. Yeah. So, you know, and it's like, like you said, that's not your forte, but you have a connection with the city. You want to do something good for the city, put on a big concert, a day festival, you know, bring in some acts and, and do that. And I can help you do that. You know, we can, we can make that stuff happen. Um, again, Matt Phillips, everybody, arenawars.live. Go check him out. Um, my name is Brian Hopkins. And, dude, did you have fun today? Yeah. Yeah, I appreciate it. Awesome. Being down awesome. Here. It was awesome. Awesome. I, I had a good time with you as well. Chase, producer Chase, thank you so much. We're losing producer Chase. Uh, only, and, for, only for a couple weeks. Uh, are you, it's only a couple weeks this time? Well, I mean, it's, it's six weeks. Oh, see? Yeah, a couple and six are totally different. Last year, <laughs> we started this. It was my, my first days starting the podcast. And he's like, I'm your producer. I want to work on your show. And then he left for Austria because he's an opera singer. Hmm. And he went over and he did that for seven weeks. And, uh, and they asked him back. So he gets to do it again this summer. So I'm losing well, him. That's and cool. we're going to yeah. sit down yeah. and we're going to have an episode with just you and I. We're going to sit down and talk about what you did last time. And what we can expect this this coming time <laughs> sounds and, good. And um, and how just knowing me has changed your life. We'll Literally, get man. we'll get into that. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true, though. My name is Brian Hopkins. Thank you to our our guest uh, Matt Phillips. Thank you. I appreciate it. Uh -huh. Thank you again for your service, yeah, brother. This was great. I appreciate yeah. you having me down. Yeah, and congratulations on everything. Thank you to JP and Nick Martin, uh, Dadcast for sending me, Matt. And um, again, as you heard today, he may have just like touched on, he's, he's a businessman. And he found a way to go after, be challenged and go after the things that he wants to do. And you can't do that unless you put in the work. And we set it off the air. You know, I put it down on paper and from paper, I give it energy and then it turns into, okay, what do I got to do next? Go do that. I hope this inspired you. You inspired me, Matt. My name is Brian Hopkins. Uh, thank you to JPS Computers, SMP Inc. Thank you guys so much. And all the Rock Rage Radio listeners out there, um, thank you for tuning in. As they say, we are everywhere. My name is Brian Hopkins. This is the Hero's Journey Podcast. Dream, and I believe it's coming right. It's coming around to me